0: It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. This has been a very trying week for a lot of people, uh, especially through uh, the state of Kentucky. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, our state got hit very hard by multiple tornadoes in, in, in several different communities. And what we wanted to do today, um, we brought a collection of people from around the state. And different backgrounds and, and how that's affected you know, their lives in the communities. And you know, want to bring a lot of awareness to the listeners out there of you know, what you all are, are, are maybe seeing on the news and how you can help. And uh, that's kind of the goal of, uh, of the show. So um, I have uh, with me on the show today, I have uh, Logan Turner. I have uh, Connor, as always, uh, the co-host of Bourbon With Friends. Uh, Matt, you might know as Bourbon Jeeper on Instagram. We have Logan and Mac, uh, also Basement Rickhouse. Uh, we have Jolie and Tim, who is also Single Barrel Snob on Instagram. So thank you, everyone. First off, for, for taking time out. It's it's late on a Tuesday to, to do this. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna kick it to uh, Logan Turner, kind of right off the bat. Uh, Logan's from Bowling Green. He's in a, uh, a a band called Bear. Now lives in Nashville. But just if you could, Logan, kind of, you know, give us a little bit of background about yourself and uh, kind of how this has affected your hometown.
1: Yeah. So, um, like you said, I'm in a I'm in a band called Bear. meet another guy named Chris Ryan, who's who's from San Antonio. We met here in Nashville. Uh, I was. My family moved to Bowling Green when I was three, and I, I was there until I was 26, and then I moved down here to pursue a career um, as a songwriter, producer, recording artist. I've had songs recorded by Keith Urban, Kane Brown, um, Russell Dickerson, some others, uh, but I, um, I was in Chicago Friday night um, at a show. My brother is also an artist. He's based in LA, so he was having a show in Chicago, so I was up there. My wife was back here in Nashville. My parents still live in Bowling Green. All my friends are back in Bowling Green. So Mm -hmm. um, we were at the show. Everything was, I I knew there was like some rain coming because it was also like uh, raining and storming a bit in Chicago, but I didn't really know the severity of of what was, And I don't really think anyone did the severity of what was about to come. Uh, I went to a bar with my brother after the show. And then my wife started texting me and saying, um, she's from Princeton, Kentucky, which is, about probably halfway between Mayfield and Bowling Green, actually, so it's like right in the kind of the path of the okay. uh, tornado. went. so she, it, it, I guess it went to Mayfield and then it made its way east towards Bowling Green. It went by Princeton, and, and she had friends that lost their home, um, the maid of honor in our wedding, my wife's best friend. She, she and her husband lost her home amongst some other people that that she knew. So I knew it was it was pretty severe, and then. I, so I went back to my hotel and I was kind of like, all right, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. You know, it was, it was definitely nerve wracking. Um, and then she told me we weren't at that point, not sure if it was going to hit Nashville or not. She, she took shelter on the bottom floor of our house and bathroom. Luckily it ended up hitting us very hard. We actually had moved into our house down here the week before the tornado hit here in 2020. So, uh, and we were just a mile north of where the five points in East Nashville where mm-hmm. that went. Yeah, I remember that. That. we still kind of had that fresh in our minds. And, and I think everyone in Nashville did. Um, but then I woke up around five, um, fell asleep for a few hours, it was about 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. And I just had a bunch of texts and saw the news. And it was, you know, I had people ask me if I was okay, if my pa- parents were okay, um, if my wife was okay. and then. You know, I started texting people, um, in Bowling Green that I knew and it really wasn't until probably around eight or seven or eight in the morning, it's like the, the couple hours later that morning, that I realized like how bad it, it really was. And, um, that whole, I would say four hours for between about, you know, nine a.m. And, and 1 p.m., it was like, okay, I got to try to get a hold of everyone that I can to make sure that they're okay. And, and luckily, you know, I, I know there are still people unaccounted for and missing, but everyone that I personally know um, in Bowling Green was physically okay. But, um, I mean, the amount of people, like, right where it hit um, on these, these streets in Bowling Green, um, it, 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 the direct path went around about 500 yards from my parents' house, destroyed the golf course that they live on. But, luckily, their house wasn't hit. Um, I had friends that were in their homes as their homes were being ripped apart. And like the fact that like none of them died or weren't seriously injured is I I can't even like, I I don't know how, you know, it it feels like an act of God that they, that these houses could just be ripped to shreds and fall apart. And we had people that we knew that had just moved into a brand, like literally moved their stuff in on Friday morning to a new home and then that home and everything in it just destroyed. And like, I, I don't think that. You know, I think it's it's easy to just to see the news coverage and stuff like that of, of everything just destroyed and to just kind of see it and be like, all right, well it's just gonna take a whole you know, it's gonna be all just a a rebuilding process of like having to build from the ground up. But I think that like there's a lot of people that if, if their homes or their businesses or whatever they weren't just completely leveled, you know, there's still structure structure there, but if the structure might have got knocked off the foundation or the roof might have gotten ripped off. So like there's stuff like that that you know it might physically look like it's still livable or workable but those are the kind of things that those those things are going to have to be torn down too and like that I think yeah. we're probably just at the tip of the iceberg on the extent of that damage so I think it really is going to take um it's going to be a long process you know for for everyone in in Mayfield and Princeton and Bowling Green and Russellville and all these communities around Bowling Green like it's going to be I mean, there's still stuff in Nashville from two years ago. That's not fixed yet. So, you know, this is going to be years of of rebuilding it. And I think it's going to take, you know, the people in in the communities and the people outside of the communities, and it's going to take all the help that, that we can give, you know, the people that are still living in Bowling Green and, and in Kentucky and around Kentucky. And, um, I love Kentucky. You know, I've got it tattooed on my arm. You know, like it, like I learned, I, I met my wife there. My brother and I taught ourselves how to write songs there. We learned how to play guitar there. All of our friends are there. Our parents are there. Like, you know, like it's in our, it's in our blood. So we are, um, we did a, I did a, uh, my brother is back in California, but I did a, um, I was part of a, um, an event last night, um, through my friend's charity almost home. His they've spent and he's based back in Bowling Green. So that's like the link that I'll give you, the charity that he's doing. He um, he um owns all the Donato's pizzas in Bowling Green.
2: Okay. Once here in Nashville, he has been going around and,
1: and feeding people in the community, feeding first responders, going out and they're starting to kind of get funds together to figure out, all right, how are we going to start, you know, the process of figuring out what's salvageable and whatever is salvageable, how are we going to, you know, try to rebuild that? Uh, but we were able to raise quite a bit of money last night. A bunch of songwriters and artists all got together at the Basement East here in Nashville. And, um, you know, the Basement East was courteous courteous enough to, you know, donate a portion of the drink sales, donate the money from the door, have QR codes all over the tables for people to just scan and, and donate. And I think, it, you know, at the end, it really felt like it was a successful event. And, um, you know, one thing I've found about Nashville is that, there's a real, especially in the creative community. There's a there's a real sense of family, and when something like this happens, and and one of us is from there, or something happens somewhere else, and another writer or artist is from there, how everyone kind of comes together. And I was able to to get up there and speak. Um, just you know, I'm being from Kentucky, and there's a couple of other people from Kentucky there, but I think I was actually the only one that was there that was from one of the communities directly affected. So. I felt like it was important to, to to be there and to have representation on behalf of you know one of the communities that was hit so that's uh, I think the big thing is going to be that I think you know everyone kind of jumps the gun and is like all right let's let's help now and then you help for a couple of days and then kind of ease it off but I think the big thing to remember is like this is going to be a long process of uh recovery and and for a lot of people not just you know where they live but mentally probably the people oh, that have to go through this stuff, you know, is like, that's traumatizing.
0: It's so- homes aren't rebuilt in, in a weekend, right, you know, exactly. like, and that's the, that's the thing. I think I, I don't remember where I heard this. Cause you know, talking to a lot of different people over, over the weekend that in just Mayfield, they need 10,000 meals a day in just Mayfield. Right. Yeah. And that's not going to stop in by next weekend. No. So, um, Mac, I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Mackenzie, because you're from, uh, you know, the area that's probably been hardest hit. And, uh, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you're seeing and hearing from, from people back home.
3: Yeah. So, um, thank you for this opportunity. So, um, as Paul said, I'm from Mayfield, Kentucky. And so I have been watching in horror, um, everything. So we stayed up. Um, till about one thirty in the morning. Uh, I have some friends. One that lives on the north side of the county. One that lives on the south side of the county. Um, and so they lost power and Wi-Fi and every you know everything that they needed to know what was going on. And so we uh, we up here in Frankfurt. We were watching the the Paducah Channel News um, mm-hmm. and trying to send them text until they lost all of their service. Um, and so once they lost their cell service, then they were just in the dark. And so we were we were up doing all of that and trying to keep them informed as long as possible and checking on family um, as much as we could. Um, I am very lucky to be able to say that I have all of my family still intact um, and they all have homes still um, We have extended family and friends that have lost homes and have lost businesses um, we have we have a, a cousin who their family has been feeding the Mayfield community. I, I have some of my earliest memories are going to this restaurant and sitting there and looking at the pictures on the wall um, because they would just always take pictures and and whoever the regulars were, their pictures are on the wall. Now their pictures are scattered across states. Um, and so seeing the, that devastation is so hard and then seeing um, uh, I, I spent more hours than I could ever think of um, in first uh, First Methodist mm-hmm. Church in Mayfield and the, what you look and you look and you see the front of the church building is still standing and you go to the side and it's got like, just the heart of it is ripped out. Mm-hmm. Um, And, and seeing that is like creates a physical reaction in me and, and all of us that grew up there Um, seeing that, seeing that empty shell of what built us is hard.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, what well, What's so, real interesting about what you say, like stuff scattered across states, yeah. um, people in Versailles have found stuff from Mayfield. Yep. Like, let that sink in. We're like four hours away from Mayfield. We are, like, we are four
3: hours away. Yeah. That's how
0: nuts this storm was.
3: Yeah. So, one of my friends, um, her house um, is completely leveled. Um, like, there's no even evidence of the foundation still left. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they were out of town um, and they found on the those Facebook groups that are pop, that have been created to to find lost items. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her the, an ultrasound that she got when she was 20 weeks pregnant with her first son um, was found in Elizabeth, Indiana, which is 210 miles away from right. Jesus. Um. And so, I mean. That, that scattering everywhere. Thank, thank God for social media right now because we're finding those things and people. You know, especially her who has lost her entire home and all of those special memories. She's getting to gather at least one back, um, right. which is so meaningful. And so um, from from Mayfield, if if you'd ever if you'd never heard of Mayfield before, then you're not a football town. Um, And so that's what Mayfield was really known for. And what happens that those Friday night lights create community that Mm -hmm. is unshakable and unbreakable. And um, that's what I'm seeing right now is that community that we we always had on Friday nights is coming back together every single moment of the day as they are coming together and rebuilding. Today, um, I got a text from an aunt um, that they found a plaque. With my for my from my granny for my granny that was created um and that was in rubble and they found that today and they knew families know families and everybody knows everybody in a small town they found it um and they they pulled it out of rubble for us so that we can make sure that we have our granny's name and memory um out of that awesome. so that's what's meaningful. Um, and so, like I said, we're, we're a small town. We're a football yeah. community. We're a community Woo! community. And so most of the support that I'm directing people to is run through the school system. And so they have um, an email set up. We can help at midway.kyschools.us. Say that again. We can help at mayfield.kyschools.us. So we can help at mayfield.kyschools.us. And so that is the um, site. If you have questions or things that you want to do specifically to help support the students who have lost everything, um, including some family members, that is a really great way to to get that support out there directly to the kids um, of the community.
0: Awesome. Um, Tim, I'd like to kick it to you next. Uh, I know we've talked kind of privately offline, you know, like how this is affected and and, you know, it's, it's not felt because we both have talked, you know, it's not felt right for us to kind of put like normal content out and be our normal cheery selves that we kind of usually are. Um, and I know that you have some people affected if you could just kind of talk through, you know, how things are going in, in that perspective and, you know, how this has really kind of hit home for you as well.
5: Yeah. Um, it's weird for me because I think I'm kind of, uh, I think I'm kind of an outsider on this cause I'm not from Kentucky originally, but, um, uh, you know, I've been here, I've been here in Louisville for five years now. And um, you know, I've met a lot of people here through social media and um, you know, just being in Louisville. And um, I still have friends that are missing um uh, from Bowling Green. Um, so that's a that's a hard that's a hard thing to kind of deal with and uh um know that they're probably who um yeah, they're probably not going to be okay. And so, um, my big thing is like, I don't want to, I don't want to make this about me. Um, I, I want to keep it short and sweet. There's, there's three things that, um, I, I kind of want people, I want to bring, um, attention to. And I, I, you know, if you can go donate, I know people have already given so much. And if you can go donate, that would be awesome. Um, in my in my unbeing able to sleep last night and kind of just researching things and, and going across things, I came across this dude called Jimmy Finch, who's from um, Tennessee, who has like a 30-foot barbecue and loaded up his truck with food and connected his barbecue to his truck and drove to Mayfield. And he's out there feeding people until they don't need food. Um, so the link to that is in um, my story. You can go donate directly to him and you're helping him, uh, to get more, you know, get more supplies to get people to get hot, get them hot meals. Um, I'll, I'll repost that again. So it stays in my story a little bit
0: longer and then and I'll post um, it and I'll post it in the show notes too.
5: Cool. 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 And then M25, um, it's a M25 ministries. Um, they're kind of like boots on the ground. They're hanging out, you know, finding out what people really need. And where their needs are, so donating to them is gonna is gonna help raise funds to to get people, um, you know exactly what they need because we're still you know we're not we're not all there, you know, living and 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 being in this destruction that's you know, gonna be a part of their lives for a really long time. Um, so you can donate to that. That's on my actual um, it's on my actual page. You click right onto that and donate to that, and then um. Um, The Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund. That's also another big one that, you know, money's going to go directly towards anything and everything that people need to to help, you know. Man, I apologize. I got. Man, it, but yeah, it hits home and for a lot people of people, need man. To, uh,
0: There's nothing you got to
5: apologize for. Get this for. going and, 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 and get things um, back on track. So,
0: what yeah. was really cool was when Tim That's, and I were talking um, earlier when about when you were telling me about the barbecue guy yeah, you know that's, that's um, about it um how there's also a place here um called rolling oven tap room they do pizza and they are taking their food truck and also calling other food trucks as well to to go down and do that uh as well to to support those people in those communities so you know out of look there's nothing cool about a tragedy, but the human element of how people come together kind of makes you go like, why the, why the heck does, why why can't we do this every day? You know, and and it's, it's sad. It takes a tragedy, but it's also awesome to see that. Um, Jolie, I kick it over to you. Um, We know each other, the least of everyone that's on here, but I'm happy that that you're here. Um, You know, kind of, you know, tell everybody kind of just a little bit about you and then, and, you know, kind of how this (laughs) is really kind of affected you, you as well.
6: Sure. Um, my name is Jolie Kasperzak. I live in Southern Indiana. Um, most people know me as the, I was previously the marketing director for Spirits of French Lake. I am, um, I have a love-hate relationship with Alan Bishop. And I think that that's how a lot of people kind of, <laughs> um, you know, we, I uh, am now working for Potoka Lake Winery. Uh, We own a marina and a a gas station and several cabins. Um, And we were okay. We stayed up all night. Southern Indiana was definitely supposed to be hit. We were under tornado watches. We generally get bad weather, but we don't really get tornadoes. But we were watching most of the time. But as you know, it's a small world. So one of our station employees had a family that lost everything. Um. So we talked about that uh, in a in a company meeting. Our company is working together. We're in Crawford County. So the Crawford County school system has partnered up with their resource officer project and um, us. And then another company called Mankey Trucking. And um, Patoka Lake Winery and Station is a drop-off place for... Um, blankets baby clothes winter items I mean pretty much anything that you can uh, get your hands on and then we're gonna truck it over to um the middle school where everybody's bringing it and I mean we just started getting donations today and it's just been overwhelming I've got people calling me with truckloads wanting to drop off already um and we're just gonna take it directly there um so um that's kind of like a local, you know, real life thing. As far as donations go, um, Tim's got me turned on to this, uh, Jimmy Fitch guy. Uh, I've been uh, reading about him since he sent me the link this morning. And, um, I'm all about that. You know, uh, my son's math teacher is also a chef and he's heading down this weekend to go feed. He's got a project where they're going down to a church and they're going to cook for about 300 people. So, um, you know, we're, we're about an hour and a half away from Louisville. And so that, that next day, I mean, I'm, you know, calling Tim, I'm, I'm, you know, calling a bunch, we're all checking in together, you know, Matt checked on me, Tim checked on me. Um, we're kind of all in that same little place where you're like, what's going on? Are you okay? You know, you know, you didn't get hit, but you're just, you know, got to reach out to your friends. And, um, it's a freaky place. I lived through the 1994 earthquake in Southern California. That's where I'm from. And that was, I literally thought I was going to die. It's one of the most frightening times in my entire life. Um, so I, and I know the devastation that came through that. So, you know, I can't, my family and my friends lost, you know, we lost a lot of things were lost then. So, you know, what they're going through is is just unimaginable in the comments of um they're going to need more, you know, everything is, there's a big call for winter clothes. I was cleaning out my, mm-hmm. my closet and I told my husband, like, I have a lot of summer clothes. And he goes, babe, they're going to need clothes in the summer too. You know, this is, you know, like Logan said, Nashville was, you know, it seems with COVID and everything, it seems like it was forever ago, but it really wasn't. It was... It, not that long ago at all. And there are still just a lot of repercussions, a lot of damage, a lot of, you know, people that lost everything that still don't have things back. And so, um, you know, these pictures of ultrasounds and um, grandparents, you know, mementos and stuff, finding it scattered is, is crazy, but also, you know, amazing, but still just, I mean, the devastation is overwhelming. So anything that we can do um, we're just trying to do what we can locally um, so yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I, it's amazing party. how just, it's amazing how just like a picture or something like when you've lost everything, when someone yeah. can find it and tell you like how that can give you hope. Um, Matt, I know you're not, you're not from Kentucky, but you've got a ton of people here. Uh, yeah. and you've been very instrumental in helping, you know, raise funds the last couple of days and, you know, whether it's donating bottles, whether it's getting on lives and spreading the word and and everything like that, just, you know, kind of. Kind of speak to you know some of the things that you're hearing from the people that you know that are you know in effect in here and in, in Kentucky sure. and affected by this.
2: Yeah, so what what most people don't probably know is that actually my my real day job is in the hospitality business. So that is hotels and bars. Um, that community is stepping up uh, very much like our bourbon community. You know they they understand that key word is hospitality, looking after your neighbors, looking after those people that are in your community. So. You know, I today, uh, was quite profound. Actually, I, I spoke to one of my customers who's actually lost everything. They don't have anything. 20 years, uh, is gone in about two minutes. And then that's something when you're hearing that from someone else's perspective, you have to stand back a minute and, and really take that in. 20 years of hard graft and labor gone in two minutes. And awesome. the, the gentleman basically said to me, I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about all my staff. I can't provide for them right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to kind of bring that into the context of, you know, why the bourbon community, why the hospitality business, any sector that's out there really needs to step up. I mean, these these are good, hardworking people that um, really have, have lost everything. Um, and to put something else into context too, um, I, I've been through two hurricanes and, Uh, there's a there's a vast difference in in what we consider as a natural disaster here. So one of the things to note is hurricanes you can prepare for. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get a a reasonable amount of time. They're usually fairly widespread. Um, The devastation obviously can be there as well. This was a very pointed tornado activity event that was very narrow and very fast. And that doesn't give you a lot of time. So, you know, Natural disasters have to be put in their context that, you know, this didn't give people a lot of time. And one of the things that where I live, you know, we do get that time. We're, we're actually given that luxury to make those decisions. And some people didn't, uh, you know, ha- actually have that, that chance to make uh, make a decision in, in that respect. Uh, in terms of like the, the, the fundraising, you know, I, I believe that there's a charity for everybody out there. Uh, no matter what you, your belief is, what your cause is. There is going to be a way for you to be part of this, and and that was really the message that the reason I got on a lot of lives is that you know there's so many different charities. It could be the Red Cross, it could be Feed America Kentucky, right? It can be a local uh, school charity. It could be the, the gentleman that's going out with the the the, the barbecue truck. It, there's a way for everybody to get involved in this, right. and you know find find your find your voice, find your vehicle and um and really go help some people that are in need so that that's uh that's what i'm about
0: yeah no well said um uh-huh. mr basement rickhouse how uh talk to us a little bit about you know your i know you're uh you're you're in a lot of support mode with everything your wife's going through but you know kind of talk to us about things that you're seeing in here and hearing, you know from everything that's happened
7: yeah you know same thing um you know she's from graves county i'm from marshall county which you know, it, it left Mayfield and went to my hometown. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we both are certainly experiencing that hurt. Now the difference is Mayfield's court square and, and all of that community, you know, history. full of the history and, and the people, um, you know, got flattened, um, you know, Marshall County, it was more the rural and the, and the lakes area. So you, you know, some gorgeous, gorgeous homes are just gone now. So, um, yeah you know, I I think the the common denominator between you know the the cities and the towns and just the homes in the path of this thing listen these these charities aren't to pay for repairs
0: right yeah they're to rebuild we're uh, not even to that point now we're just trying to keep people right fed and clothed think, and warm
7: and i think one thing that i would challenge people and you know it was kind of mentioned earlier but but just to reemphasize they need help now and, and mm-hmm. that's certainly true. But now, you know, Lester Holt, NBC, CNN, you know, all these people are there on the ground today, but they're really going to need help 10 months from now, mm-hmm. you know, 18 months from now. Um, and so, you know, if you're listening to this and and this is recent history, give. If you're listening to this podcast, because, you know, the internet doesn't delete. If you're listening to this right. podcast a year from now, and this is, you know, December of 22, guess what? They still need help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree, um, Connor. I know you're not you're you're in the Northeast, my man, but uh, you you've been seeing a lot of this, and it'd be it's it's good to get perspective of someone who's not you know here too, right? Like what you're seeing yeah. and stuff from people that you're in the ground and you know that you know that are in the area. So you know, kind of give us everything that you're kind of seeing and feeling from where you're at.
4: Yeah, it's tough. I mean. Um... You know, I don't don't even know how, how to begin. I guess to keep it short and sweet, it's different looking on the outside in as most of the country is, you know, being new with Bourbon with friends. Paul, obviously we've been close for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt, I know you and I have, have spoken in the past, uh, for you guys that might not know, um, who gives a dram on, on Instagram. And, um, you know, when Paul asked me to join Bourbon with friends, I obviously I jumped on the opportunity and me and Paul have become very close since then. But even before then, I've had many friends just through the whiskey uh, community that I um, have grown close with. And, you know, I don't really feel like it's, it's my place to speak on it because I'm not part of it. Uh, I'm not in the area, but just to everybody on this call, you know, real quick um, this is what the whiskey community is about. And I am very, very, happy and proud that i know each and every single one of you because um whether we're meeting through this call meeting through this podcast or we've talked in the past um the the sense of community that has has been shown through you know everyone on this call paul specifically with with getting with getting every all of this you know handled and situated it has been um I feel very lucky to be part of this community. I feel very lucky to, to know each and every one of you on some sort of level. And my heart seriously, I, we we went through something kind of like this with hurricane Sandy a while ago. Um, I, I was young. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, ask, I remember not having a Halloween because of that. We didn't get, to, well, I was a little bit older, but didn't get the, the, my sister didn't get to go trick or treating. And she was really pissed about that. That was like the worst <laughs> part about hurricane Sandy. And I remember not having power for a few days, but uh, I can't imagine, especially you know in, in mayfield specifically i hearing these stories hearing everyone that's that's on this podcast um tell tell their stories about what's going on there's no words I just want to say that i'm I'm very thankful to know each and every one of you and what everyone what everyone who's doing is um it's incredible it really is incredible and uh, and i'm I'm happy to be Part of this community, and I'm happy to help in this small way with with this podcast, and I feel very honored. So, you know, you guys, seriously, some superhero shit that's going on with you guys.
0: That was was well said, Connor. That and and honestly, that that's that's interesting. From the, it's not interesting. That's a bad word. It's it's good to get the perspective from someone who's not here and and seeing that you know that you're you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that are seeing that. Um, I haven't told my story yet. I don't think really um, like Matt, I'm from Florida. I do live in Kentucky. I've lived in Kentucky for a long time. So hurricanes are something that I get. I will tell you that waking up to this brought back memories of 1992 that I don't even, didn't even remember uh, until this. Um, I, I slept through much of hurricane Andrew, which is one of the worst tornado or, or hurricanes that's hit South Florida in decades. A lot of people, you know, they're, with the winds and stuff, they believe there was a lot of tornadoes close to the eye of that. And that's why you saw the sheer, just mass weight of damage that hit Homestead. Um, yeah. I remember putting meals together for, for, for victims down there and, and driving through that area, but like waking up and, and the sense of community is, is, is powerful to what Connor said. You know, I woke up from, from text messages to people from as far away as England and Australia. Like that's how fa- how powerful the storm was. Like, are you Okay um some pe- i had some i had phone calls uh you know i woke up and like five minutes after i woke up alex you know whiskey culture from 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 sydney it was calling me hey i just got off work and like are you like are you good you know and and that sense of community is awesome but my nephews lives in, my nephew lives in bowling green one of my nephews um the tornado missed him by about three or four blocks uh their house shook uh, he, he literally didn't real, no, you know, in that moment, didn't know if they were going to live or die or going to lose everything. Um, my parents live in Columbia, Kentucky. And, um, for those of you that don't know, Campbellsville, Kentucky got absolutely smacked, uh, as well. Uh, there are some instances there where they're saying the tornado was three quarters of a mile long where Mayfield, you had a concentrated area of just sheer, just, I mean, you want to talk about a, a debris field that went 30,000 feet in the air. Like this is no joke. What hit Camelsville was so broad. Um, you know, thank God it was in Aurora Air. If that would have ripped through downtown, um, we'd have two, we'd have four or five catastrophic events we're talking about in a single night. Uh, my nephew's in law enforcement, and um, I'm going to share these stories just because I think it needs to be put into perspective from what Logan said. Both Logan's, Mac, you know, Matt, Joe Lee, Tim you know, that this is not a, a simple put together. Um, my nephews in law, one of my nephews are in law enforcement, uh, and two stories really stuck out to me. Number one, there was a story of a woman who they found, um, the tornado came through and she grabbed onto a refrigerator. And the last thing her 12 year old daughter saw was her mom getting sucked up into a tornado, holding onto a fridge. And they found her mom passed away in a creek still holding onto that fridge. Another family down the road, house is gone. You would not know that there was a two-story brick house there. It is literally flat. There is nothing there and nothing you would ever see. All four of them got thrown into the tornado. Three of them woke up in a field. One of them it, they found passed away in a, in a, in a river. Him saying that they they show up to where ho- homes are supposed to be and people are walking at, out of fields, you know, with cuts and bruises. The the miraculous of how we haven't lost more life in this situation and people are waking up passed out in fields, trying to come back and wonder where the, where their house is, you know, like they, there's no landmarks, it's gone. Their their cars are gone, but also the sheer randomness. And this is where like I think what one of the things I want to kind of relay, you know, when when things like this pop up pop around in your neck of the woods, take it seriously. Um, you never know what's gonna happen. A tornado is so super random. There was you know, half a house gone and the trailer that was right basically within the path of it. There was like a trailer, didn't didn't get touched. House is gone, but the steps to the house is still there and the inflatable pool is still there. That's how random these storms are, but how powerful they can be. So, you know, don't take them you know, don't take them without a without taking this seriously you know when they're coming through prepare as well as you can get as low to the ground as you can if you don't have a basement because it could be the it could be a difference in life and death and uh you know at the end of the day hold you know kiss your loved ones hug your kids if you have them because life is fragile and you never know when that's gonna when it's gonna go away um Logan Turner I'll give you we'll give the last word to everybody kind of you know one last word from you and and uh shout out to uh where people can potentially donate with some of the people that you're working through
1: yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for having me on. And, um,
0: you know,
1: I really love getting to hear, uh, you know, everyone speak and, um, you know, just to reiterate again, like this is going to be a long process and, you know, really appreciate you giving us this platform to, to speak on, uh, you know, each of our stories and, and to try to help as much as we can, you know, my, uh, so i you know, I'm going to, uh, link my, my friend, Sheldon's charity it's called Almost Home I think you can find it on Google it would be like Almost Home Bowling Green I think you could type that in and, and then uh, Almost Home Bowling Green on Facebook and I'll link the QR code and the link and stuff I'll send that to you to be able to uh, link in here but like that's, like I said they're gonna they're taking care of first responders they're you know feeding people that have lost everything and they don't have a place to go or, or have you know money to eat or, or do any of those things and they're kind of like the uh taking all that on themselves and just doing everything they can.
0: so Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Logan and Mac.
3: Yeah. So since we've been on this call, um, I got uh, contacted back from my home church. Um, So if you wanted to give digitally uh, to that church, they are taking care of their building, but they're also, most importantly, they are taking care of their people. Um, And so you can go to mayfieldfirst.com. And you can give um, to the discretionary fund there. And then also we've got um, through the tornado relief um, f- through the Mayfield school system and that um, email address that you can visit is we can help at mayfield.ky um, And if anybody is going to be listening to this anytime between now and December 23rd, we're leaving from central Kentucky and heading down there uh, to take stuff. So if anybody has stuff, that they want taken down there,
6: um, are loading up and we're going.
0: Awesome. Jolie.
6: Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, everything that we're doing is local. So drop-offs at, um, Patoka Lake Winery. Um, if anybody local is listening, you can get in touch with me, um, at Patoka Lake Winery or, um, through Instagram at the test, at the Testerosa. Um, but I think the Western, if, if you're not local and you want to donate, um, obviously any one of the charities on here. And I think Matt said, um, you know, something great. And that is, uh, you know, you all have places that you give. You're going to know where you can give, whether it be the Red Cross or you want to give to the Western Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund or you want to give directly to the Mayfield School System. I mean, you know, it, it, w- just give something.
4: <laughs> People yeah. need
6: our. You know, we can, we can do it physically, you know, we're physically going to haul stuff down there. Um, but I think we've all mentioned 10 months, a year, two years. I mean, they're going to need help. So whenever you are listening to this podcast, you know, find out what's going on. And, um, I think what you said is great. Don't, don't take your life for granted. Don't take storms like this for granted. Don't take, um, natural disasters for granted because everything can just be gone in a second and mm-hmm. uh, you know hug your family tell your people that you love them
2: yep i agree matt that's where for me is let's set ourselves a challenge tomorrow don't go buy that cup of coffee just just put it in a charity bucket you know donate it you know make our whiskey community let's not buy a bottle this week or next week you know maybe just donate that. I think even if you don't know someone directly, your money or your donation or your time or just thanking local law enforcement or anybody that's on the ground, reach out to someone. It costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero. And I think that's the most important thing here. Time can be spent on a lot of things. It costs you nothing to reach out to someone. You may not know that person. You may see something on the internet reach out to them. zero cost you nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't buy that cup of coffee tomorrow. Donate it. I,
0: I think that's so, so poignant because a lot of people think, well, I can only give $5 or $10 or you're right, you know, time. Um, and, and it, and it's, and it adds up, Uh, you know, with just one live that we, we did with all, you know, all these people helping the charity that we work with um, feeding Kentucky, America's heartland said, we'll provide 37,000 meals. Yeah. and the amount of money we raised doesn't seem like it would do that, right? Like you were like, "All right, we raised, you know, we raised sixty four hundred dollars, I think, all in." You know, well, it was fifty four on that, and then we had an, another like little fund where we got hard donations. But like, like, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that fifty four hundred dollars provides thirty seven thousand five hundred meals, right? That's not a brag on what we raised. That's telling you. That's how much money that 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 works. They can provide basically five to six meals for every dollar spent. So if you spend ten dollars, you can provide you know ten fifteen meals to somebody because of what they're doing. So every little bit counts. Every little bit adds up. And you know why I'm I'm speaking especially with them. You know, one I, I really I, they were so passionate, so thankful. They, like literally, they're like they're like if we could get if if you can get like two or three hundred dollars, so we could feed like X people. You know, and that really, to me, when they said that, that let me know, like, hey, these people aren't in it for the money. They really want to help people. But they lost their entire distribution center in Western Kentucky. They are scrambling. They lost the ability to help people because all of their goods were was destroyed. So not only is this a charity, but this charity got affected by the by the storms. They serve 42 of Kentucky's western and central central counties. And all of those counties got affected. Well, not all 42, but all the affected counties are in their their spheres of influence. They try. They're trying to get other warehouses and can't because it's too expensive and they're not getting, you know, it, it is what it is in that aspect. Like they're not going to get a free warehouse. So they've lost all of these, all of these pieces. So, you know, every little bit to what Matt said helps.
2: Well, I think the other thing, just to finalize from my side here a little bit, I think as we're all in the the, the whiskey community, I I really have to give a lot of props to some of the brands mm-hmm. that we all buy from every day, who really have turned out. Whether it's donations, monetarily bottles mm-hmm. for auction charities, I know there's a very important one. Um, that Fred Minnick is going to be doing um, later this Ed week. Is just online. pledged $50,000 today. Correct. And, uh, you know, anything there, but I, I do think, you know, it's pretty impressive to see those brands stepping up. It, it's, you know, it's their home, the home of uh, of, of whiskey and bourbon in that, that respect. So uh, props to them. So thanks.
0: Thanks for having me. Logan, you have something you wanted to, put, to add? Yeah. You know,
7: growing up, anytime I ever did something, fell off my bike or got hurt or something like that, my dad's first response was, "What'd you learn from that?" And while you know this tornado wasn't something that um, we caused, it's not something that that we did. There are lessons to be learned from it. You know, um, you guys mentioned the safety aspect, and that's certainly one of the things. But you know, the other other side of that is, you know, do you think some of these families that were hunkered down in a bathroom, you know, praying for their lives, cared? about their neighbor's stance on a vaccine or a mask or what political Mm -hmm. party they voted for or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, that stuff's trivial. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what we see today, what we've seen these past few days is the coming together of a state of a, of a nation of a group of people that, you know, a week ago, probably a lot of them
0: hated each other.
3: Yeah. We haven't
0: seen that in a while. So America is a big damn that, family in that aspect. We will be assholes to each other. But when it comes together, no one or nothing punches us or knocks us down without one of us picking each other up. I, and I think
7: that's the lesson, you know, right? Don't don't wait for, you know, uh, uh, 9-11. Don't wait for a tornado of, of 2021 to cause us to unite. You know, there's, there's plenty of things that can do that uh,
0: without a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. Connor, you get to, you get to give the last word, my man.
4: (laughs) Well, again, there's, there's not really much I can say compared to what everyone else has been saying, because I'm not in the area. All I can say is that the work that's being done is inspiring is it makes, you know, like it makes me want to be a better person just to see the work that each and every one of you are putting in for this terrible, terrible disaster. And, um, Again, I mean, I think I can speak for Paul as well, you know, and for bourbon with friends, thank you for everything that each and every one of you are doing yep. because it's it's just it's you can't comprehend exactly what these people are going through that are that mm-hmm. are directly affected and the fact that you know everyone on this podcast, everyone listening, people who are donating are 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 affecting the outcome in the smallest of ways, it goes a very, very long way. So every every charity that's going to be linked below, I know I'm going to be giving. And I, I would highly recommend everyone who's listening to this podcast to, even if it's just a few bucks, I mean, that's going to go a very, very long way. Matt said the best, you know, don't buy a cup of coffee tomorrow, you know, give to one of these, to one of these charities, give to someone who needs it way more than you do. So- Thank you, yeah. everyone who's on this who's on this podcast. It is it's I've been totally inspired through hearing each and every one of you, and I'm proud that I I, I know you guys.
0: Yeah, well said. And uh, you know, to what everyone has said, because the one thing why we wanted to do a podcast is to, to Logan's point. This doesn't get deleted. Whether you're listening to this in 2021, July 2022, September 2022, December 2022, April 2023 there's still going to be a need. If nothing else, a lot of these charities are helping other people. This, this is probably the worst tornado storm in the history of the United States. I'm pretty sure it's going to go down as that. This is the worst storm in the history of Kentucky, and it's going to take a long road to recover. So thank you everyone for, for, uh, for coming on, telling your stories, who, who you're supporting. Everything will be in the show notes. Please donate. If you, even if you don't listen to this podcast, that's okay. Open the link and donate at the end of the day. That's what this is about. So, Thank you, everyone, and uh, God bless the communities uh, that are affected. Pray for the loved ones, hug your family, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at Podcast. Thanks for listening.